This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today. I'm Chris McCarty. And I'm Robbie Greenfield. And this is the Extra Time Podcast. I am extremely excited. My favourite event of the entire year is, is just around the corner. Come on, Chris. <laughs> you sound surprised. It's this. If that does not get the juices flowing for all things golf, that Come beautiful on, little melody, the 85th US Masters is going to be teeing off about this time tomorrow evening, afternoon, our time, and it all gets underway. In fact, 6.30 p.m. UAE time, it's US amateur champion Tyler Strafaki. Oh, what a name. Uh, or Traf- Traf- Strafaci, I think his name is. Um, he is the man that will have the honour of getting us all underway, and... So many storylines, as there always is, Chris. Obviously, Rory McIlroy, always a big focus uh, ahead of this. He's making his seventh attempt to complete the career Grand Slam of all four majors. He's playing with new dad, John Rahm. I know mm. a favourite of yours, American Xander Schauffele. They get underway at 6.42pm local time. And that man, Bryson DeChambeau, his campaign for a first green jacket will begin at 9.36pm. Players champion Justin Thomas, he will tee off at 12 minutes to 10. And Jordan Spieth, who won in Texas on Sunday, he tees off at 10 p.m. They're among the later starters, and I, for one, am excited. I, I saw my Rob, uh, and, you know, we often have a laugh and a giggle at the, at the kind of expense of golf. And you know I've become a golfer in the last 14 months or so. I have, when I say I've become a golfer, I'm well on my way to doing just that. I genuinely am, though. I'm excited. You said it last night and it resonated with me. The Masters just isn't the same when it's not in its little spring spot. Mm. Spring has sprung. With spring the has sprung and, and the course will actually be playing very differently as a result. Last November when Dustin Johnson won by five shots, it was soft. It was no surprise that he was able to get to 20 under par. I mean, that's never been done at Augusta National. It was a bit of an anomaly. The course was playing very differently. He was able to stop the ball. And listen, take nothing away from him. He was exceptional that week. And he was absolutely by far the best player and completely deserved the green jacket. But you will not see 20 under par reached this week. It's firm. It's fast. It's going to require a lot more strategy. It brings a lot more players into the equation out with the power hitters because short game. And we're going to hear from Phil Mickelson, who, who puts it beautifully as to the challenges posed by Augusta National when those greens are firm and when they are fast. DJ, incidentally, he will partner the man who's rolling back the years this season, 47-year-old Lee Westwood, who finished runner-up at the Arnold Palmer Invitational and the Players' Championship. That group goes off at 9.30pm local time. And I want to go through a little bit of a form guide before we hear from some of the players, Chris. Let's start, if we can, with DJ. Because his results in the last four tournaments, not very encouraging for his chances. They read 11th, 8th, 54th and 48th. And because of that, I know you, you shrug and you say, well, he might just go it's ahead. Golf. Of course it is. But that doesn't, that doesn't inspire confidence when you look at a, an overall trend. Yeah, in a weird, we, golf's an anomaly. You know better than I do, Rob. But weirdly, I just shrug my shoulders at that. I'd be more worried 
if Ophelia was first, second, first, first. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean, though. No, but you'd like to see a trend. I think you'd like to see you'd like to see a player that's on the crest of a wave and is just coming to the boil at the right time. But There's Brooks debate Kepka, as to whether Brooks Kepka puts pokes your eye at that because sure. the Masters come along and he just seems to find a different gear. Golf. I mean, listen, I bow down to you, Rob, but again, I'd need to drill down at the stats. Is is it? And you know better. If you win the week before. What did the stats say about you winning the second week? Well, not, not, not many players back up a win with another win. That's true. But I just think with Jordan Spieth, when you combine his record at Augusta between 2014 and 2018, and I've done my digging, Chris, <laughs> because let me read this out. This is impressive. Tied second in 2014, finished behind Bubba Watson. He won it by a street in, in 2015. He then should have won it in 2016, ended up capitulating on the 12th hole, ended up finishing in a tie for second again. Then he came tied 11th and then third. That is an incredibly impressive run at the Masters. He's recently back in the winner's circle. It's a confidence-boosting win in his home state of Texas. And this year, he's finished 4th, 3rd, 15th, 4th, 48th, and then got the victory. So that, to me, suggests that there's a player who not only loves Augusta National, but he's also, yes, he's won, which will obviously have taken something out of him. It will have drained him, certainly because he hadn't won for so long since the 2017 Open Championship. It had been nearly four years, as you pointed out. I still feel that that win will help him rather than hinder him well, this week th- that body of work tells me that he's in a good place with his game that, mm. that's what it tells me he's putting maybe not quite of the standard that we saw four or five years ago when Jordan Spieth had a year that I think Gary Player told us is the greatest putting year mm. that the tour has ever seen I mean it was lights out he missed nothing from 10 feet for goodness sake but if you're asking me now still a little reticent to put sure. all no, 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 I, I, I agree. Well, we're, we're not going to put anything. We're not going to put mortgages on anyone. <laughs> this is golf at the end of the day. I mean, JT, Justin Thomas, he won the Players' Championship thrilling style a couple of weeks ago. He's got the kind of game that can produce fireworks. He has one top 10, ten finish at Augusta, interestingly, but that was in November. It was yeah. a tie for fourth. And in terms of his results at the Masters, tied 17th, tied 12th, fourth. Training. He's moving in the right direction. We've got to talk Bryson quickly, and we're going to hear from Bryson because obviously he's attracting the lion's share of the media interest. He's got a secret club in the bag this week. He's yeah. got a 4.5 degree Cobra Rad Speed driver, and he has admitted that he will never stop tinkering. Let's take a listen to what Bryson had to say in his pre-tournament press conference. I mean, I'm still going down numerous rabbit holes and I I will never stop, not only to win golf tournaments, but to to definitely win this tournament. I mean, this this has been on my radar since I was a kid. And now that I've accomplished winning the US Open, this is is the next goal for me. And I will, will not stop my pursuit of knowledge of the game uh, knowledge of the body, knowledge of the golf swing to give myself the best opportunity to win. At the end of the day, it comes down to execution. you got to be able to go out there and hit a, hit a great shot and execute when the pressure comes around. So it's funny you say that because I can give myself the most advantages all day long, but if I don't go out there and just execute, it doesn't really mean much. I've said it before, Robbie. I will say it again. I'm a fan of that man. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I, I just I think it's going to be so intriguing because he tried to go out and bully the course in November. He came unstuck. I think you he's know, trying to bully it again. He's, he's, he's trying to. He's, he's up the ante. <laughs> yeah. He's doubled down on bullying it. He's got the 4.5 degree driver out. We saw him. The video that emerged with Vijay Singh just stood there, hands on hips, marveling at Bryson as he he hit 140 mile an hour clubhead speed. Just quickly on that because I appreciate a lot of golfing aficionados will be nodding and appreciating that four and a half degree drive 
favour for those out there that don't follow golf. Put it this way, the standard is nine and a half. Yeah. So that just shows you he's taking five degrees of loft off that driver. You know what that does? That gives him the ability to hit the ball further. You know what it also does? It amplifies his bad shots. There's more side spin, the less loft you have. When you get more loft on a club, you generate more backspin. When you get less loft on a club, you generate more side spin. So if Bryson is is hooking it, if Bryson is slicing it, that will only be amplified by a 4.5 degree driver. So it's a risk, but he wants to reduce Augusta effectively to a par 67. That's what he wants to do. And he's kind of said that that was his plan. I want to just quickly get Mickelson's point of view, though. Phil Mickelson, a three-time Masters champion, a man who has an incredible new understanding of how to play this golf course and particularly with a firm fast golf course this week lefty puts it into some beautiful words here firm greens that's the defense it's not like we have there's no u.s open rough here there's no tight fairways and the defense is the greens right and so even though the course was made longer the ability for all all the best players to fly the ball a specific yardage with whatever club, whether it's a five, six, seven, eight, if the ball stops on those sections, they're they're going to eat this course up, every course. However, when the greens are firm, those small sections are very hard to hit, and you've got to really strategize on where you leave it. That's the whole defense of the golf course. So, if it's firm, I think it's going to be uh, a real test. Yeah, and and I think that's that's it. You know. When you, when you have a soft course, those greens which are sloping and undulating, they are a little bit weak. They're, they're defenseless. And Augusta doesn't have the rough, the tree line. It is tree line, but it doesn't have those tight, tight landing areas that a, a US Open or in some cases an Open Championship course would have. So it really it's, does rely on those short game yeah, shots. It's, it's protection comes from the time of year that it's played in where it is hard, it is that much faster, whereby, as we saw, DJ and others... They kind of did eat it alive back in November. So that is why it's going to be another fascinating test for these boys. Speaking of DJ, he has admitted that his game is not quite as sharp as it was a few months ago when he won his first green jacket. He looked back as well on that incredible victory. Yeah, it was uh, obviously it was a very special week. And yeah, every, every part of my game was um, working very well. You know, I, I really drove the ball well, hit a lot of obviously hit, hit a lot of greens which is you know a you know kind of a it's a must around here if you want to play well you hit a lot of greens or and then when if you don't you got to miss in the right spots but I felt like you know I just had full control of the golf game all week and um yeah I was able to put four good scores together uh, would you uh, assess your game currently is are you ready for a repeat is your game in great shape it's in good shape um Maybe not quite as good as shape as it was in uh, you know, uh, November, but I feel like it, it's it's coming together. I'm starting to hit hit a lot of the same shots, and you know, getting a lot more comfortable over the golf ball. And uh, yeah, I feel like it's in uh, it's in pretty good form. We're building up to the 85th edition of the Masters Tournament. It gets underway tomorrow at Augusta National. And a man that we tend to fixate on, I know the media have an obsession with him for good reason. He's always someone that gives you a headline. He always speaks very candidly. I'm talking, of course, about Rory McIlroy. And and he's had his issues this year. He's had his issues, really, in the majors for quite some time. And this is the seventh year, Chris, that he is going for that career Grand Slam. That just shows you this has become a bit of a bogey tournament for Rory, a bit of a monkey on his back in terms of obviously he wants to win the four majors and complete that career Grand Slam. But he, when he came out on tour in 2010, 
He, his game appeared tailor-made for Augusta National. He hit a high draw, which is the perfect shape for a right-handed player to do well at Augusta. And he just had that big game that players yeah. tend to have who do well at Augusta National. He nearly won the tournament in 2011 when he had the collapse, the famous collapse on the back nine, which resulted in him rebounding and bouncing back to win the US Open a, a few months later. But subsequently, Rory, despite occasional years where he's contended, He's never really looked like winning the Masters. No, he hasn't. And we've spoken about it at length numerous times, Rob, whereby he's attacked the last six Masters with different mentalities. He's articulated the fact that he is overthinking it. This time he's been more relaxed. This time he's seeing a sports psychologist. This time he's going to attack it. This time he's going to be more defensive. We've heard it all from Rory. The one thing, to go back to your point, it isn't necessarily that it's now his seventh attempt. We know how difficult Augusta National is. It's the fact, Rob, that he's not picked up any other majors he stagnated you talked about it earlier when we were talking the footy and Jude Bellingham Rory McIlroy is a bit like Wayne Rooney he peaked at a very young age and since then I wouldn't say he's gone in reverse he's still a beautiful golfer still a wonderful player still the best for me in the world when he's at it when he really fancies it problem is those days are few and far between he isn't consistent enough and ultimately you've said it before and I agree with you the likes of DJ Justin Thomas to an extent They've just zoomed past him in the pecking order. And this is really interesting. He was speaking actually about a, a visit to see a recuperating Tiger Woods, who we know will not be at the Masters this year due to the fact that he was involved in that very serious car accident. He's okay. Rory r- reported that he's doing well in his recovery. But this was really interesting because and Rory always gives great sound bites. This is another one. He revealed a story to the press in his press conference of that visit with Tiger that almost gave him a renewed focus for those major tournaments you know went over to Tiger's house a few weeks ago to see him and in his family room he's got his trophy cabinet and it's his 15 major trophies and I said that's really cool where are all the others and he's like I don't know <laughs> like what and he goes yeah my mum have some and you know if you're in the office and if you're wherever so then I went I was driving home and I was thinking I mean he talked that right he, that's all he cared about all he cared about so how easy must have that have felt for him to win all the others. And I, that, that was just always in my mind. It's like, okay, you know, he talked about these are the four weeks that matter. So the weeks that, you know, the weeks that didn't matter, you know, he racked them up at a pretty fast clip. But I'm just thinking to myself, how, how easy must that have felt for him? If, that's, if all he cared about were four weeks a year, the other stuff must have just been like practice. So that's like a really, I mean, it's a cool perspective to have, right? So, um, yeah, that's all I could think about in the way home. <laughs> and I was glad he was okay, too. <laughs> love that. Absolutely yeah, it's great. That. It's great insight. And it's, it's kind of like, it's a, it's, a, it's a view, a window into the thoughts of these guys that only really Rory gives you among the top guys. Yeah, I mean, that, they you never are. get that from DJ. No, that, that, that's an open mic presser. We've been in enough press conferences to know they're pretty stale affairs. And Rory there has, has given you podcast-esque. I mean, that's what we all work towards. That's an exclusive line right there. That's, that's proper insight. You're hanging and you can almost hear it there all the journals are are hanging off his every word that's proper insight that gives you not only is Rory articulate and he's delivered that story beautifully but it's giving you insight into the enigma that is Tiger Woods as well the fact that he did shrug and went I don't know I think my mum's got a few and the fact we're talking about 80 plus well take away the majors we're talking about 65 tournaments then he's got no bloody scooby where they are 
It's extraordinary, isn't it? I mean, I, I keep every trinket. <laughs> the man won two players' championships. It's just extraordinary. I mean, and it's not disrespectful. I think what was it, 18 World Golf Championships? Yeah, I mean, he doesn't know where they are. But send them my way, Tiger. I'll display them for you. <laughs> oh, you know? yeah, I'm gladly put them up. Uh, but that kind of brings to a close our, our Masters preview. I think it's fascinating. I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be backing Rory this week. Nope. Certainly, from what else he said on his on his press conference, he said he's at the start of a journey. He's just started working, obviously, with Pete Cowan. He, he's moved away from that kind of long term mentor in Michael Bannon, and, and I'm not expecting fireworks from him. Let's not rule it out. It is golf. He might be inspired, but uh, I'm certainly feeling like you know we're going to see an error-strewn performance, an inconsistent performance from Rory McIlroy. That's what I'm expecting. I'd love to be proved wrong because I'd love to see him win a green jacket. But go on, money where your mouth is, Chris. Who is winning the Masters? <sighs> give me, give me, give me three names. I'll give, I'll give you three names. I mean, we've already discussed. I've said Jordan Spieth is going to finish above Bryson. You've yes, taken Bryson. I I've have. taken Jordan. So, are those going to be our first picks? Yes, I, I'm, I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. It'd be great just for golf if Bryson DeChambeau was to tear this up. I don't care what the traditionalists are going to say. You know what, Bryson, go and obliterate it, and then we'll discuss it next week. So Bryson, I'm going to throw him into the mix. The one Rob, and he just, he's there or thereabouts, is Xander. Xander Schufel, was is that one of yours? No, 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 I wasn't going to go down Xander, that road. Xander is someone who you can bet your bottom dollar if he's not leading on the first or the second day, he'll be there or thereabouts. Whether he follows that through on days three and four, Trust me when I say this, I wouldn't be surprised if he leads day mm. one, day two, Xander. He just has that momentum about him. If you were to ask me for a European, I do wonder, the bull, Rambo, he's just become a father. The emotions of that, that, that could just carry him along. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm bit, with you there. A little bit more freewheeling. Yeah, and he's got some decent form coming into this event as well. I mean, it's very soon after him becoming a father, so it's going to be Not interesting sleep, to see exactly that what that's taken out of him. But I like those picks. So Xander, Bryson, and Ram are your yep. three picks. I'm definitely going with Jordan Spieth. I do like Justin Thomas. I know he's another hot favourite, but he played so beautifully at the Players' Championship. And if the greens are firm and fast which is exactly what they were at TPC Sawgrass. I like Justin's chances. He's got that incredible fireworks kind of game. He's got that ability to, to go on crazy runs, and you need that at Augusta. You need to be able to play four holes in a stretch at three or four under par and really separate yourself from the field, and Justin's got that in his armory. Yeah. So I like his chances. And, and the third and might we are. I'll go, I'll go for a European. I mean... The, the, the same names you know you always tend to sort of pick these guys that tend to do well at Augusta year in year out Mark Leishman the Australian being a classic example Team Casey Paul Casey has done very well there in the past Lee Westwood might yet continue his great form but I do feel like Sergio might have a little part to play I just feel he played well in the match play did Sergio and no one's talking about him. He is a former Green Jacket winner. I'm not saying he's going to win the tournament, but he might just surprise one or two people. The other one. So, go Tyrrell on. Hatton. Tyrrell Hatton. Yeah. And you're saying Paul Casey's off a little bit since Abu Dhabi. Of course, Paul won Omega Dubai Desert Classic. It's true. Danny Willett's done it and won it. Sergio's done it and then won the Masters. Yeah, that's a good point. It could well good be that. Point. Listen, as long as it's not Patrick Reed, I think you and I will be happy. <laughs> Nothing against him. But yeah, that pretty much wraps up our Masters preview. Cannot wait. The 85th edition of the tournament. It all gets underway at Augusta National, Amen Corner, yeah. Magnolia Lane. Oh, We're Jim excited. Nance. Hello, dear, friends. Oh dear. That's going to be fantastic stuff. It should be good night, friends. <laughs> that's it from us we'll be back for the final time tomorrow the Masters does get underway Robbie is like a kid at Christmas and I've got to say so am I bring on the Masters 
Thank you for listening to the Extra Time podcast with myself, Chris McCarty, and Robbie Greenfield. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate it, and please do give us a review. This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today.